Welcome to this episode. We have looked at knowing your weapon as a Christian, and that actually stemmed from the episodes in which we looked at the life of the Christian as involved in spiritual warfare. And we have tried to demystify what that means in the scripture. We have looked at knowing your weapon, the first part in which we talked about the weapon of truth. We have also then looked at knowing your weapon, part two, in which we talked about the breastplate of righteousness. And we have broken these down uh, in the previous episodes. Today, I want us to go further and discuss uh, the, another weapon in the scripture, which in this instance is referred to as the preparation of the gospel of peace. The preparation of the gospel of peace, which, by the way, is also your weapon as a believer in the Lord. Ephesians chapter 6, verses 13 through to 17. The book of Ephesians chapter 6. This chapter in the Bible lists the weapons of the Christian uh, in a particular order, which I really like to go back to. And here the writer, which is Apostle Paul in this instance, says, Therefore, take up the full armor, the full armor of God, so that you will be able to resist in the evil day, and having done everything, to stand firm. Verse 14 says, Stand firm, therefore, having guided your loins with truth, and having put on the breastplate of righteousness. So these two verses, uh, we have looked at these in the previous two episodes, episodes, as I mentioned earlier on. Truth being the weapon of the Christian and the breastplate of righteousness also being your weapon as a Christian. What Paul refers to as the full armor of God. So it is, in a sense, what is in your arsenal. If you were going into battle as a Christian, what must you take along with you? as a soldier, if you like. And over here, we have these weapons. So let's look at verse number 15. It says, And having shot your feet with the preparation of the gospel of peace. So we can stop over here for today and look at what we mean by your feet being uh, covered or being uh, shot with the preparation of the gospel of peace. It is almost like a shoe you're wearing, isn't it? So if you see these as garments that you put on as a soldier of Christ Jesus and you were in a spiritual battle, you needed to take with you, you know, uh, some important devices. And of course, you wouldn't go into the battleground bare feet. You've got to wear some shoes. And so what shoes must you wear? How does God call the shoes that he has put on you? The shoes that he expects you to wear in this battle that we are involved in, how does our God call that shoe? In the verse number 15 of Ephesians chapter 6, the Lord, you know, through uh, Apostle Paul, as he inspired him to write these words to us, refers to these shoes as the preparation of the gospel of peace. And so your preparation uh, in the gospel is your weapon. If you are a Christian listening to this message, uh, what that means for you is that you've got to know the gospel. And first of all, you've got to know what the gospel is, number one. And number two, 
you've got to be prepared. You've got to be prepared in that gospel. Because your preparation in the gospel or your preparation of the gospel of peace, as some uh, uh, English translations would put it, is also, of course, your weapon. Now, in other versions, you might see the word your readiness, your readiness in the gospel of peace, also represented in the English, various English translations. Now, mind you, we do know most of uh, the scriptures. In fact, all of the uh, original manuscripts are not written in English. Uh, the, the Old Testament is um, mainly written in Hebrew with some portions in Aramaic. And the New Testament is uh, uh, mainly written in Greek. And so in the Greek, we need to go back to what the original uh, author meant by the word preparation. In, in some English versions, you might see readiness. But I decided to go back into the root word in Greek to see what that means for you and for me. And so when the Bible says your feet being short with the preparation of the gospel of peace, you've got to know it is really profound. It is really, really profound. And the word preparation over there in the original Greek language in which uh, this was written, that word stands for firm footing. It also means it also means readiness. It also means being grounded. So let me repeat those three important uh, understandings. The word preparation in the Greek used in this portion of scripture means firm footing. That is, you are firmly footed. You are sort of grounded. You are you are not moved. You know, you are not sort of uh, tossed about. You, you. It means firm footing. It also means readiness. That is why in some English translations, you might see that it, it is written as your readiness in the gospel of peace. That word also means being grounded. It is almost like a building that is solidly grounded so that, you know, when the storms and the waves blow at it, it is not easily shaken. It is not easily moved. Now, it intimates these, all these meanings, as we see, uh, they sort of portray something really important. They intimate the firm and solid knowledge of the gospel in which the believer may stand firm and unmoved like soldiers in their military duty. And so for you as a Christian, you've got to ask yourself, am I carrying this weapon well in this battle of life? Am I firmly grounded in that solid knowledge of the gospel of Jesus Christ, my Lord? You've got to ask yourself this question. If you are not, then I'm afraid you are not holding that weapon well. Or I should say, you are not wearing your shoes rightly. <laughs> because this, uh, you know, the metaphor that uh, the Lord used here in uh, this portion of scripture through the writer, Paul, is the metaphor of shoes. Your feet being, your feet being shot with the readiness, with the firm footing, with the groundedness of the gospel of peace. And so if you are not really grounded in the firm knowledge of the word of God, in particularly the gospel, then I'm afraid you are not wearing your shoes well. Uh, and so what that means is that you are going onto the battleground bare feet and you are likely to step on a mine and you wouldn't be protected uh, from these. So as a soldier of Jesus Christ, you've got to have firm and solid knowledge of the gospel of Jesus Christ our Lord. 
Now the Roman soldiers, you know, now you remember the context here, Paul is writing and he's using this uh, analogy and this metaphor of how the Roman soldiers in the day used to dress uh, into battle. And over here, you would uh, understand that the Roman soldiers in, the, in, the, in that era, they were furnished with shoes that had cleats on them. The cleats were on the soles. And the reason was that they could stand very firmly on the ground in battle. Now, you do know in the day, they did not have machine guns and bullets and so on. And so they would fight with swords and a shield and so on. And so if you were fighting with a sword and you were, you know, slippery, the ground was slippery, or you were not standing firmly, what happens is that you become easily, uh, you can easily fall down and you are sort of uh, prey, if you like, to your enemy, to your adversary. And so the soldier needed to be very firmly uh, grounded on the ground as he or she confronted the enemy. And so right here, you've got to have cleats on your shoes, which would ensure that you were solidly grounded on the floor, on the battleground, in order to advance, first of all, and also to attack, and even also to defend your position as a soldier. And so with that picture, with that metaphor uh, in your mind, I need you to consider yourself now. Are you firmly grounded, you know, to be able to be on the attack against the devil? Are you firmly grounded to be on the defense also as a Christian? Are you firmly grounded to protect your position and to protect your family, to protect your life, to protect your health, to protect your, your business, to protect everything that is precious to you, your ministry, and so on and so forth? How grounded are you as a Christian to be able to ensure that your victory is secure? Now, we have said earlier on that you are not in a battle to win any fight because the fight has already been won for you by Jesus Christ, our Lord. And so don't think that you've got to do this by yourself. You are not fighting to win. Uh, almost it sounds counterintuitive, isn't it? But actually, you are only in a spiritual warfare to enforce the victory of Christ Jesus, our Lord. That victory has already been won and delivered unto you. You've got to just enforce it in your life. And to enforce it, you've got to wear the right weapons. You've got to wear the right apparel, the right garment as a soldier. And so in this instance, your shoes, they've got to have uh, cleats, you know, using that metaphor again, so you can stand firm. And what does it mean? Firm footing, readiness, being grounded by, you know, by the gospel of peace. You've got to know what the gospel is. What is the gospel? The good news of our Lord Jesus Christ. Uh, it's unfortunate that many a Christian uh, don't know this. Uh, you know, the believer must know what the gospel is. You've got to be grounded in the gospel of our Lord. Now, you've got to know, we've looked at this before in one of the episodes where we used ABC as an acronym to help you lead others into the gospel of Christ and to draw them into the kingdom of our Lord Jesus. Where, number one, you've got to know what Jesus came to do for you and for me. And uh, you've got to understand that, uh, you know, and accept, first of all, A stands for you accepting that you were a sinner. And, and that is important because it is pride that makes you think that you are okay. You are not okay and you know it in your heart, you are not okay. 
And so you've got to lay your pride aside and accept that you are a sinner. You were born in sins and you are a sinner. You've got to accept this. It is humility that makes you to accept your condition. Uh, and then number two, you can go to B, which is to believe that you know God loves you. God loves you. He does not want you to perish in your sin. And because of his love for you, he sent Jesus Christ, his only begotten son, uh, to be a propitiation for our sins, to, to be the sacrifice for our sin. Uh, so that you know, when you trust in him, you can have eternal life. And this we do know what Jesus did for us. He was crucified on the cross of Calvary. You've got to believe that he was uh, buried for our sins. But on the third day, he rose again supernaturally. He rose again miraculously. He rose again victoriously. Now, what does that mean? That is really important because without the resurrection of Christ, the gospel is not complete. It is the resurrection that gives you and I access. It is the resurrection that really gives us hope, I should say. The resurrection of Christ means that when you trust in him and believe in the work of Christ for you and for me, you also rise into newness of life. It means that your own life becomes a new creation. It means that you know you rise from death into life. It means that you are translated from the old life into a new kind of life which God has for you and for me. And so you've got to believe in this finished work of Jesus Christ on the cross of Calvary for you and for me. And that is B. Then number three is C. A C stands for confessing him as Lord over your life, confessing him as your Savior and Lord. He is not just your Savior, he is also your Lord. And that means that you are no longer in control of your life. You know, the world is no longer in control of you. And you are no longer in control. You, you, you allow him to be in control. You let him take over your life. You subdue yourself to him. You subject yourself unto his leadership. And what that means is that you don't live unto yourself anymore. You live now unto Jesus Christ. You live now unto God. You are no longer a slave to sin. You are now a slave unto righteousness. And so you've got to confess him as Lord over your life. And that is something that you ensure that you do in desiring to know him more and more, in letting him take over, in letting him lead you by his spirit, who now comes to dwell inside you because you are now a new creation in Christ Jesus. So this essence of the gospel of peace, why is it called the gospel of peace? The Bible says we were once enemies, we were once alienated from God, but we have now, we who were once far off, have been brought near by him and what he did for us on the cross of Calvary. And so you've got to know that you are now near to God and it is peace because, you know, the enmity which existed between us and God has now been resolved by the precious blood of Jesus Christ our Lord that was shed on Calvary's cross for you and for me. And so it is peace between us now, you and you and God, there is peace between you, uh, myself and God, there is peace between, between us. So we have peace with God. We have peace with God as scripture uh, puts it. So it is called the gospel of peace because we are no longer enemies of our Father. 
uh, a sinner. God hates sin. And so if you were living in sin, then you were on the other side, isn't it? And so when you become uh, his child, when you become a child of God, you are now part of his family. And there is now peace between you and God. That peace, it is only God that can give you that inner peace. Many people seek for peace in all sorts of things. They seek for peace in, you know, uh, all kinds of things in the world. But I can assure you, peace is only found in Jesus Christ, our Lord. Then it says the preparation or the readiness. Yes, that weapon also says the readiness. So you've got to be ready in that gospel of peace. We've looked at the gospel. We've looked at what it means to have peace with God. And you've got to be ready. You've got to be ready at all times to, to ready for what? You've got to be ready to believe in it without being moved away, without your mind being tossed away, without doubts being sown into your, as a seed into your mind. You've got to be firmly rooted and grounded in this message of the gospel. And the readiness also means uh, being ready. You know, because remember that word in the Greek, in as much as it means to be firmly footed, in as much as it means to be firmly grounded, it also means to be ready. So you've got to be ready to share this gospel with others. You've got to be ready at all times to uh, share this message of the gospel to your family and your friends and your neighbors and so on. You've got to be ready. Now, in the book of Matthew chapter 25 and the verse number 1 to the verse number 13, I will strongly encourage you to read that portion of scripture. Matthew 25 verses 1 through to 13. Jesus gave a parable of the ten virgins, in which five were wise and five were foolish. The five wise virgins were those who had their lamps uh, ready and they had extra oil because they were awaiting the bridegroom. And the five foolish virgins, they did not carry extra oil uh, in readiness for when the groom shall arrive. And so there is readiness, there is readiness that is, uh, you know, an important quality that the Christian must have. You've got to be ready. You've got to be ready. If you are not ready, you can easily miss the opportunity to share the gospel with others. If you are not ready, you can easily miss the opportunity to be firmly grounded in your faith. And so you've got to be ready at all times. Mind you that Jesus is coming again. Mind you that the trumpet shall sound. Mind you that we are only pilgrims in this life. And that is why we need to be ready at all times. For our Lord can appear any time from now. The Lord bless and keep you as you get yourself grounded in the gospel of peace. The Lord strengthen you and may he continue to stir up in you your readiness in the gospel of peace. May you be an evangelist in your own right. May you share this word with others. And one way to begin is even to share this podcast with someone who will listen to this and perhaps be touched by the word of God and to decide to give their life to Jesus. If you are listening to me for the first time and you want to give your life to the Lord and also be ready, I want you to pray this simple prayer with me and pray it in faith. Please declare after me, Dear Lord, I recognize that I am a sinner. I cannot save myself. I come to you today. Forgive me my sin. I believe you sent Jesus, your son, to die on the cross for my sin. He was buried and rose again on the third day so that if I trust in him, I also rise into newness of life. Make me yours 
I confess Jesus as Lord over my life. I declare from today, I belong to you, Lord, and not unto the world. I repent from my ways and from my sin, and I come to you today. Make me yours. In Jesus' name I pray. Amen. The Lord bless and keep you, and I'll see you again in the next episode. Goodbye.